I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Hard Currency, the podcast from the Financial Times on the foreign exchange market. I'm Roger Blitz, and this week has been dominated by the Federal Reserve raising interest rates for the third time this year, promising another in December and three more next year. A pretty stellar rates path, so why did the market shrug its shoulders? Uh, Mario Draghi talked up wages, growth and inflation as a result, uh, and as a result that lifted the euro. But is the market ready to get behind a euro rally? And China showed signs of digging in on the trade dispute by cutting tariffs on imports then trade talks got cancelled while Donald Trump went so far as to accuse China of meddling in the midterm elections. So how will all that affect the renminbi and emerging market currencies? Well, we are joined this week by Jeremy Thompson-Cook, the economist and head of currency at the online payments provider World First. Um, Jeremy, let's take those one by one. Yeah. Uh, the Fed... Um, very, very steady as she goes, the yeah. market thought. You stole my line, steady as she yeah. goes. Um, it was This was probably the rate hike of 2000 and, uh, 2018 that had the least amount of risk around it. Yeah, uh, you'd have you'd have to say. I mean, everything has been fairly well priced in before we actually got to the fact. But yesterday's rate hike was the kind of hike where it was more, you know, it was almost 100% that it was going to happen. So there was no real issue around that. There was no real change in the economic projections from the Federal Reserve. It was a very data dependent. We know exactly what we're doing. It's going to be gradual. We're, we're breathing these rate hikes into the market eventually, and it will come through and just give us the time to work out how this works. I mean, hats off to the Fed, a, a model for for central bank transparency? Or? Yeah, I think so. And I, I, I'd like to think that if you, as I do, believe that central banking is m- as much about communication as it is about policy, then the communication of the future policy has been communicated uh, very, very well to markets and very, very well to investors to make sure that there are no surprises at the moment. There's enough around us at the moment from a, you know, from a political standpoint yes. to give us a surprise. Yes. And so central banking at the moment is is sat there saying, this is exactly what we're going to do. You can see you know, instances of it from the European Central Bank, for example, talking about holding off until summer of next year, just saying, this is our expectations, all things being equal. And this is how we're going to move as a result. So don't worry about us. Last time the Fed spoke, they they started to worry a little bit about um, the the, the long term future. They worried about the that old that thing, the yield curve inversion, which is a signal, uh, tends to be a signal for recessions. Um, and that started to actually weigh on a bit on the dollar, really, didn't it? Yeah, a, a little bit on the dollar and a little bit of dovish expectations coming into the dot plot. Yesterday, maybe a little bit of uh, expectations around the unemployment rate rising into 20, uh, 2020, 2021. Uh, the median, uh, median dots 
may expect to move a little bit lower mm. um, come the December meeting. I think there's a risk that if we see one dot move in that, it moves from three point uh, three point one down to about two point eight. So in the grand in the grand scheme of things, that could prove a little bit of dovishness around the. Around but do you think the Fed has has is wants the market to buy into this idea that actually you know, when the, when the this cycle ends it will be a soft landing that you know when we have a a, a slowdown in growth it will be moderate effectively giving a giving the market a clear picture of 2019 not being full of you know worries that don't really exist yes and i think this this press conference and the the resulting market uh, reaction was of a belief that there's there's optimism out there that things are going to continue to go well, but mm. not at this overdrive level that we find ourselves in at kind of four percent, four point two percent annualized GDP at the moment. That a, a gentle uh, slackening of that is nothing to be uh, nothing to be afraid of, and eventually we will uh, glide into a path where the Federal Reserve can pause this um, uh, can pause this rate hike cycle, and all things being equal things will just calm down. Well, th- I mean, that begs the question where, therefore, the dollar is going to go. But before we tackle that, we need to look at the European side of this. The, the, the Mario Draghi comment, he's a very cautious man. He's thought to be as dovish as they come. On the other hand, that was a pretty bullish view he expressed on Monday about this is about inflation optimism. Wages are picking up. The jobs tightening position yeah. is, is clear. So, do, what was it? <laughs> well, well, I mean, is he signalling something? I think it was a trial balloon. A I trial th- balloon. Yeah, okay. I think putting it, was, it out there, putting it out there, yeah. and just seeing exactly what the market reaction to that was. And obviously, yeah. within twenty four hours, we had Peter Price come back and not row it. Peter Price, the senior economist at the ECB, at the ECB yeah. come back and come back and and just say that this was, you know, uh, a reiteration of what had been said before. Yeah. It's nothing to really get behind, and the euro gave up the weight that it had taken on as a result of the Draghi comment pretty much instantaneously. So as far as a, not a shot across the bow, because it's not as um, antagonistic as that, but just seeing where expectations truly lie about how, you know, the market's looking for more European inflation to be be created. Um, And if that does happen, then... The I, I would I would expect that the communications of the ECB that interest rates are not going to rise until the very earliest, the end of end of summer next year, haven't been ingrained well enough yet in the market in the market psychology, yeah. and that's a constant thing because we obviously on Thursday we had you know it worries about the Italian budget that that sold off the the euro, but that's a kind of a you know a fluid you know up and down. Yeah, and we're we're always going to have budgets. Yeah. We're always going to have political infighting. I mean, maybe it, it occurs more in Italy than it does uh, maybe in Berlin, for example. But, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see how that uh, how that metastasizes over the course of the next couple right. of weeks. Right. So to the question of the dollar, therefore, there we have two things. We, you know, the Fed very clearly signaling something. The market's very used to it. The, the On the European side, perhaps the market not quite buying into the whole uh, market picture. Does this point towards a, a, a leaning to, on the euro, euro side of the euro-dollar equation, or is it going to be a bit spotty and, and tricky? Yeah, I think we trade over the course of the next 12 months a range of about 115 to 120 in euro-dollar. I can ease- Well, actually, that's, well, that's pretty much where we've been this year, isn't it? Yeah, or, yeah. And, I, and I don't, because I don't think that, I think... There are certain things that have been overpriced. Um, Italy, for example, I don't think that represents too much of a risk. No. You know, we're you know, no. we're only a couple of hours away from a, a budget meeting, and that may all blow up. And you know, uh, but in the grand scheme of things, I think the Italian um, issues are put to bed pretty so, easily. So, but you're basically saying euro dollar 
you know, it's you wouldn't want to bet your house on a big on lean a, on the no, euro. I wouldn't be buying euro dollar vol, for example, yeah. at the moment. It's not the kind of cross which I expect to get particularly okay. Um There are, you know, euro has been used as a bit of a safe haven from the trade concerns. Mm. Uh, the one caveat that I do have is that euro, is, I think, is the currency where if we start to talk about trade war versus currency war, then the euro could be the could be the currency that people start to bet on as a result okay it's interesting you you say trade war and that kind of one thing balancing out another it's it seems to be very much how it is with china um do you agree i mean it's uh here we have what could have been a lot of bad headlines on the trade tensions but it feels like that the the, again the market not terribly overreacting to it it's another example of actually strong signaling if you like this time from the people's bank of china which is drowning out a lot of the political noise it is drowning out a lot of the noise i think that the fact that we haven't seen a material pickup in outflows from china is the i mean it's the major signal that i think a lot of people are watching around um, the chinese economy certainly for us we're looking at cnh cmy the on the offshore onshore spread um, and whether we start to see that really shift in focus of money, yeah. money coming out of the yes. country, and the and the and the PBOC therefore having to move the fix around to make sure that that spread doesn't become yes. such a shift, then um, that would be the kind of thing which suggests that the PBOC is worried about things moving out of the Chinese economy and into into the wider world. We're also coming towards the obviously the end of the year, and Chinese citizens' ability to move money out of the country is on a yes. ten thousand US a, a year. That will be replenished, as it were, come the end of January, beginning of beginning of February. So people may have moved their money out of the country already over yes. the course of this year. So if we do see post the midterms, that 25% tariff hit you know, on Chinese exports into the United States, the Chinese New Year, and the ability for more Chinese citizens to move money out of the country just by dint of their yearly allowance, that's when it could get really spicy for the yuan. Okay, but until but until then, it, I have in, in mind a picture of uh, there, there's China standing in front of a raging storm, the storm obviously being trade tensions, and, and standing behind the cloak of China is are all these emerging market currencies. Are they... Uh, are they still vulnerable? Do you think, or do you think they too are can look forward to a, a, a you know a little bit more, uh, maybe calm. a little bit more calm? There's some ones which we are more worried about than others. The Korean won, the Taiwanese dollar, for example, w- would be two um, that we think as a result of being lower down the supply chain and into China and then onto developed markets may be the ones that investors focus in on in the short term. Should the trade concerns pick up? But in the in the grander scheme of things, wider EM unless you're looking at particular issues like Turkey or, uh, or South Africa or Argentina, uh, then we think Q4 will be fairly quiet. Okay. Well, one quick final line, Jeremy, on Brexit and, and sterling. Dare I say the market is treating all this with a certain amount of, you know, wake us up when, it's, when there's something to tell us. Yes. Um, headline risk will always be headline risk and we will always look positively on a good headline and, and negatively on a, on a bad headline. Uh, but Conservative Party conference will have as much of one as as they do the other. Yeah. But until we have a deal, yes. then you can't really have, a, I don't think, a, too much of a constructive outlook on sterling. Everyone's turning themselves inside out, trying to predict what's going to happen, and the pound's caught in the middle. My thanks to Jeremy Thompson-Cook of World First. That's it from Hard Currency. Thank you for listening. It's goodbye.